the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. Something that I believe every child of God needs to learn to do. Saints of God, we have a God who flat out loves us. One of the ways that God demonstrates His love for us is by His providing us His Word. He provides us His life-giving, life-changing Word. But just because God provides us His Word, which is able to cause awesome changes in our lives. Far too many saints' lives never experience the kind of change that God sends His Word to cause to happen in their lives. And according to the Word, the problem isn't in the Word, it's in the believer's response to the Word. The Bible teaches us in Isaiah chapter 55 that God's Word is not void of power, but it accomplished everything that He sent it to do. But regardless of how powerful God's Word is, if we don't respond properly to the word God sends, it'll never accomplish what it's sent to accomplish. It won't accomplish what it had the power to do, at least not for me and you. And it won't be because the word couldn't do it or because it didn't have the power to do it, but it'll be because we didn't respond properly to it. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to the word God sends to me and you so that it can do what God sent it to do in the lives of me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Word of God is going to be a blessing unto you today. So have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say. And I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed in Jesus' name. We're continuing the teaching that we started just a little while back. And that is our response to the Word. An excellent as well as an awesome teaching that the Lord is sharing with us. Because he wants us to learn to respond properly to his word. Because if we respond properly to the word we've heard, then we will receive what we've heard from the living God. But if we do, if we do not respond properly to the word we've heard, then that means that we, of course, will not receive what it is that God has in store for us. And that is not because God does not want us to have it. That is not because he has not even prepared a way for it. That's not even because he has it already sitting waiting on each and every one of us. But it's because we did not respond properly to the word that we've heard. That's why it's so important for us to get this down pat, learn this, because God's got great things planned and in store for me and you. Oh, yes, he does. He says in his scriptures and in the word, Jeremiah chapter 29, he has already told us that he uh, knows the thoughts that he thinks toward us. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give us an expected end. Listen to the father's thoughts. He said he wants good for you. Not good compared to what you think is good, but good compared to what he thinks is good. And what he thinks is good is a whole lot different than what we think is good. 
We think living from paycheck to paycheck is good because at least we up on most of the bills. No, God says, as far as I'm concerned, I want you to be the lender, not the borrower. His good is a whole nother world of good. Are you listening to me? He wants us to have all sufficiency of all things so that we can abound to every good work. Why? Because we ain't have to worry about a thing because God has already made sure that everything is in our lives. It's supposed to be in our lives that we can be able to move forward the way he desires us to move forward. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. So if we think that we feeling a little good today and not as sick today as we was yesterday, then it's already good. God said, no, that's not good. Good is, is that my healing power floods through your body to the point that no part of your body is functioning any other way than the way he designed it to function and that you're walking in absolute health. God's good is a whole nother level of good. And he wants his good to be able to manifest in the midst of our lives. But in order for that to happen, we have to make sure that we respond to the word that he gives us. Because anytime God wants to get you somewhere, he's going to send you a word. Anytime God wants something to happen for you in your life, he's going to send you a word. Anytime he wants something to manifest in the midst of your life, he's going to send you a word. God's just not going to bust up in the middle of your life and drop all this stuff up in the middle of your life because, no, that's breaking and entering. You must allow him permission into the midst of your life to do what it is he wants to do. And he'll send you a word so that you can respond to it, saying yes to what it is he said so that you can receive what he's already said yes to you for. If you say yes to it, you'll get it. We've already learned that there's two basic responses to God's word. You can either accept it or reject it. Accept it or reject it. Paraphrased, you can receive it or deny it. You can receive it or deny it. Paraphrased again. You could either believe it or not believe it. Those are your two options. There is no in between. There's no third category like I'm thinking about it. That fits up under that I don't receive it, I reject it, and I deny it. Not saying don't think about it, but understand while you're thinking about it, you've just denied what it is he said. You just rejected what it is he said. Come on now. Somebody, a, 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 a powerful man of God, come up to you, powerful ladies of God that are single up in here. He loved God with everything that it is he has. He got plenty of money and he wants you to be his honey. And he turned around and bring you this big folk cared ring that says to you, um, diamond, by the way, that says to you, praise, amen, not uh, four carrots wrapped around a ring like, you know, orange ones and stuff. Folk cared ring. And he says to you, baby, would you, would you marry me and make me the happiest man on the face of the earth so that I can be able to make sure that I take care of you for every day of your life and make sure everything is taken care of any hesitation on your part is a denial to him if you tell him i think about it he doesn't jump up and start screaming and hollering and get all excited and stuff like that why because in essence you've just rejected him you might come back later and call him up and say hey okay I've, i've made my decision i'm ready to receive you and yes i will be your spouse but at the same time in the meantime he's walking around feeling like a louse He's feeling rejected. He's feeling downtrodden and stuff like that. Why? Because he came and made an offer to you that you did not receive right away. Anytime you don't receive the offer, you just rejected it. And when God extends us an opportunity to step into the things he has in store for us and we don't accept it immediately, we've just rejected him. And we're going to find out what happens when we do that in Jesus name. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. And by the way, have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say on you today. You're going to be blessed. Verse 35 reads like this. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence which has great recompense of reward. And it does too. Your confidence has great recompense of reward. It really does. It has great recompense of reward, meaning that it is going to come through for you and bring you more than it is that you can even comprehend. That is, if you have confidence, that confidence comes from faith. Faith is assurance that God's going to do what he said he's going to do and that he's going to come through for you and a confidence that comes as a result of it. Because when you truly believe God, when you truly have faith in God, when you truly are relying upon God, you'll be confident of the fact that he's going to come through. 
Time won't matter. Circumstances and situations won't matter. Why? Because God's going to do what he said he's going to do. That I'm confident in, and I know he's going to come through. God says, if you don't cast away your confidence, it will have great recompense of reward to you. We already learned that that phrase recompense is talking about it's a paycheck. It will pay you. It, it, it pays you to believe that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. It pays you to believe that God is going to come through the way he said he's going to come through. And if you do it, then there's a paycheck waiting on you that God wants to come through. And that is the manifestation of the life that he's promised you. If it's healing, then you'll receive your healing. If it's peace, you'll receive your peace. If it's joy, you'll receive your joy. If it's favor being extended into your life in such a way where opportunities that were unavailable to you previously can now become available to you, then that's what it is. And God will do what he said he will do if you don't cast away your confidence. But so many believers cast away their confidence based upon circumstances, situations, faces and places, what other people have to say, what my past said, what I'm dealing with right now and all this other stuff that's totally irrelevant to what it is that God has said, that they begin to cast away their confidence. They just throw it down, hurl it down and then grab hold to what it is that Satan is saying, what the circumstance and situation is saying. And then, of course, if that's not what God's saying, then it's going to do what it is that Satan wants to do in the midst of your life, which is steal, kill and destroy. It'll rip you off from your opportunity to be able to receive the awesome things that God has in store for you. It will destroy any opportunity that you would have ever had to be able to make it through because the word that God gives you is the only way to make it to what he has in store for you. Steal, kill and and destroy. I, I did destroy. We you to kill. Praise God. Kill any hopes that you have that of the possibility of it occurring to the point that we settle down for a substandard mediocre life that is not what God planned for your life. God's got greatness planned for you. God's got awesomeness planned for you. God, look at your neighbor. They ain't hearing me. Look at your neighbor. Say, hey, he talking about you. Yeah, say really. Yeah, he talking about you. Now look at the other neighbor too. Say, hey, hey, you too. Hey man, he talking about you. Hey man, he's got greatness planned for you. I know you've been living in mediocrity, but God's got greatness planned for you. I know you've been living substandard, but God's got greatness planned for you. I don't care where you're living. I think you might be in the dominions. Are you listening to me? I don't care. God's got greater things planned for you than what it is that you're already dealing with. Because I don't care what you desire and what you think you got. It's not even the bottom level of the things that God has planned for each and every one of us. Did not his scripture say, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has in store for the love of him? Which means that if you already think it, you're not even at the bottom level of what it is he's got in store for you. Because God has something exceeding, abundantly, above anything that you can even ask or think, waiting on you. All you got to do is hold fast to what it is he says to you and don't let it go. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let it go. Nope, nope, don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Because it's got great recompense of reward. Verse 36 says, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. The might, of course, is contingent upon whether or not you will cast away your confidence during the waiting period. Because many times there's a waiting period in the things of God. That's why wait, although it's a four letter word, God ain't cussing at you when he tell you to wait. Are you listening to me? When he says, wait, understand that there's other things that got to be put in order. Everything's got to be put in place because he wants you to be able to get it in its fullness entire wanting nothing. But at the exact same time, while you're waiting, you're supposed to wait with confidence. Why? Because the click, the tick tock of the clock ain't got nothing to do with whether or not God's going to come through. Because if God did, said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And I can then wait. Are you listening to me? You can wait confidently knowing that God's going to come through. Patience is a demonstration of faith. Patience is a demonstration of faith because if you're really walking around in faith, you'll be patient. 
It's when you don't have faith that you lose your pace. And you're like, come on, come on, when's it going to happen? I need it now. I need it now. No, the reason why is because now is the only time that you think that you have faith. But you really don't have faith because you, you don't have patience. Just calm down and relax. Chill out. Relax. Everything's fine. God's got it. And he's going to do what he said he's going to do. But what about this? Lack of faith. What about that? Lack of faith. Because when you have faith, it really don't matter what's going on. I mean, you see the stuff that's going on. You're not denying it, but it really doesn't matter because you know God's going to come through for you. Go on with verse 37. It says, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. He ain't going to tarry. He ain't going to wait in in terms of just be sitting there delaying things. No, he's going to come as soon as he can. Verse 38, now, understanding all of what we just said, the just shall live by faith. I love that verse right there. I'm telling you, every time I read it, it fires me up. Every time I say it to myself, it fires me up because that tells me exactly how it is that I'm supposed to live. And it confirms that I'm living the way I'm supposed to live because the just live by faith. We are the just. The just are the justified. The justified are the ones who've been declared righteous according to the scriptures. And God has declared us righteous based upon the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We are the ones that's already been born again. We've all, we've already received a promise from God because God has promised us that if you believe upon me, then you will be, then, then, then you, then, then you will be born again. He's, and, and you will receive eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, we believe, and we did not perish, but we've received eternal life. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10 says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Shalt means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Well, we confessed with our mouth, and we believed in our heart, and we got saved. So we the just know God does what he said he's going to do. We just know that God always comes through. That because he did the hardest thing necessary to be able to pull us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Since he's already done that, what else did he say he can do that he's not going to come through? God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If it were not so, he would have told us. But if he told us he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He did it before, he'll do it now. We, we accepted his salvation, he gave us the salvation. We heard what he said, did what he said, he came through like he said. And since he did it then, then we, the just, should be a people that's running around saying, what else he got to say? What else does the Lord say that I, can, that I should do? And then, and then if I do it, he'll come through for me and come through for you too. What else has he said? That's what we should be. We should be a people that are constantly looking for what God has to say about our circumstances, our situation, the things that we're dealing with, the places that we want to go, the things that he wants to show. We should be finding out what God has to say about that matter and ordering our lives accordingly. Why? Because when we did it before, he came through and did what he said he'll do. So since that's the case, he's going to keep doing what he said he's going to do. The just, that's us. The righteous, that's us. We live by faith. We don't live by circumstances and situation. Yes, stuff's going on, but that's not what determines, good to see my brother, that's not what determines how it is that we live our life. What determines how we live our life is based on what the word of God has to say. Because that's what's going to happen. That's what shall happen. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. And so if we're going through a little turbulence along the way, so what? What did God have to say? God said we're going to come through, we're coming through. I don't care if we ain't got a dollar in our pocket, we ain't got two nickels to rub together unless we borrow both of them from somebody. If God said that he's going to provide all I need according to his riches and glory, he's going to provide all I need according to his riches and glory. And we can sit back patiently and wait for that to happen. Do what you're supposed to do. Go to work and everything. Praise God. But we know God's going to come through. Are you listening to me? Because we live by faith. What do we live by? We don't live by circumstances. What do we live by? We don't live by uh, trials and tribulations. What do we live by? 
We don't live by what mama got to say, daddy got to say, Raul got to say, Miguel got to say, Bubba, Ray Ray, Tico, everybody else. All of them got to go. Are you listening to me? The only thing we want to know is what God has to say because we to just live by That's what we live by. That's just how we conduct ourselves. He goes on to say, but if any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. That's in the same sentence. He didn't even change sentences. If anybody draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. Because think about it. God sends his word, I told you, in order to get you to what he has in store for you. And if you trust it and rely on it and order your life according to it, then he can do what he said he would do. But if he sends a word to you so that he can get to you what he wants to get to you and you draw back away from it, you've just pulled away from the only thing that's going to get you to what God has in store for you. Lord's the only one that knows where he wants to take you. He's the only one that knows how to get you there. And he's going to send you a word to get you there. But if you don't get uh, and lock in with the word that he gives you, he can't get you there. Therefore, he said, my soul has no pleasure. Why? Because I delight in the prosperity of my servants. But if you don't do what I tell you to do, you'll never be prosperous the way I want you to be prosperous. I want you to be in peace. I want you to have joy. I want you to have all this stress and mess out of your life. I want that to happen. But if you don't do what he tells you to do, he can't do it for you and draw back away from his word. He says, my soul has no pleasure in it. Why? Because what gives him pleasure is that you live the life that he wants you to live. If you don't live the life he wants you to live, he has no pleasure in that. Praise God. He has no pleasure in that. Verse 39 says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. Uh-uh. No, we ain't. We ain't that. We ain't the people that draw back. Not us. Draw back unto perdition, it says, which means we step back into desolation. Step back into destruction. Step back into that jacked up, unnecessary lifestyle that we're living when God has already invited us into an awesome opportunity. Precious. Every time God gives you a word, he's giving you an opportunity to step into a life that you'd never have opportunity to live if he did not give you that word. Every time. Did I say every time? Every time God extends and gives you a word, he's extending into your life an opportunity to step in a life that you never, ever have opportunity to live unless he gave you that word. He's giving you an invitation. He's giving you an opportunity. He's extending favor into the midst of your life to give you opportunity to be able to step into an area of life that you never would have had opportunity to live. I know what I'm talking about. Because I'm flat out living a life that it wasn't even on my books, wasn't in my five-year plan, 10-year plan, none of that kind of stuff. Living in a life that I never, ever, ever thought I would ever live until God extended to me a word and told me what it is he wanted me to do. Could see. And when I did what it is he told me to do, then he gave me the opportunity to step into a life that is like beyond my wildest comprehension. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I get the privilege to be able to get the devil out of people's lives. I get the privilege to be able to show people where they are so that they can see exactly where they're standing and exactly what to do with the next step to be able to get out of their circumstance and situation. What a life. My God. I get the privilege to be able to help people in the midst of despair, pulling out their hair, tell them it's okay, baby. God is here. Are you listening to me and share with them what's necessary to be able to see him first and then be willing to do what he tells them to do. And then they come back all the time saying, man, I'm living a life better than I ever thought I could live. What a privilege. But I never would have had opportunity to do it unless God told me to do it. When he told me to do to be a minister of the gospel, that I was going to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was extending unto me an opportunity. I could have rejected it. I could have turned it away. I could have did it based upon what everybody else had to say. Other people was telling me, ain't no way God could ever use you to be able to preach to nobody. Ain't no way anybody going to sit up and listen to you. First of all, you talk too much slang. Second of all, you talk too much Ebonics. Third of all, you talk too much street. Praise God. You talk a little too rough. You get a little too strong. 
You won't stay back behind the pulpit like other preachers, praise God. You'll be walking all up, getting in folk face like you're still out in the street. Ain't nobody listening to you. I'm telling you, I was told I could have listened to all that foolishness. But I, I chose to listen to what God said and lock in with what God had to say. Because of that, God got me to where it is he had to say. Because they flat out told me. Listen to me. Listen to this list. They told me, ain't, ain't no women going to listen to you. You too rough. God, look around. You see any women up in here? Watch this now. They told me no white people going to listen to you. They say they don't speak your language. They don't speak your slang. We need you to clean up your language. Speak a little bit more proper. Utilize the king's English more properly. And perhaps caucasoids will listen to you. I'm telling you what I was told. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They told me nobody with an education is going to listen to me. Say, because you butcher the language. I know the language. I butcher it on purpose. Praise God. <laughs> Say, you joke too much. You're always cracking jokes all up in the middle of your message and stuff like that. You don't, you don't know that whether this is a comedy club or whether or not it's a church. Told me all these reasons why nobody was going to listen to me. You stay on a subject too long. You got to learn to just get three points and stop. I get three points in my introduction of my introduction. They say, ain't nobody going to be buying a 150 tape series. <laughs> and they sure going to get fed up with you going off the CDs and tapes. They're going to get tired of that. No, they told me there wasn't nobody going to listen to me. Is anybody listening to me? I could have listened to what was said by everybody else around or I could have listened to what it is that God has said. And when I listened to what God said, God did what it is he said. And he told me not a building in San Antonio is going to hold what he's going to do up in the middle of this place. That's what he told me. Said not one bit, not one building in Hannah. We done already maxed out one. We about to max out this one, and we'll max out every one we get in. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because God's word is true. Question is whether you can hold on to what he said and do what he told you to do. But if you draw back, God said, My soul has no pleasure in it. I ain't got no why? Because now I can't get you what I said I get you. Now I can't do for you what I said I can do for you. Now I can't do through you the things that I plan to do through you because you not walk by faith. You walk by sight. See, we the just, we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. And that faith opens up an awesome door for you of awesome things that's beyond your wildest comprehension. We done learned awesome things already and many things already. Remember what we've already learned? Every time that God gives us a word, he extends favor into our lives. He extends favor in our lives. Favor to give us what the word of God says that we can have. Favor to eliminate our lives, to eliminate in our lives the things that the word says should not be operating in our lives. And favor to empower us to go beyond the natural limitations of our thinking into a supernatural life that only can be entered into by utilizing the word of God. That one's off the hook to me because it empowers us to go beyond our natural limitations because every one of us has natural limitations. Natural limitations based upon our upbringing, natural limitations based upon uh, where we were brought up, natural limitations based upon thinking processes that have been filled, that, that have been filled into our thinking in such a way where that's as far as we can think and that's as far as we can go. But God will extend you a word which will give you opportunity to go beyond your natural limits into a world that you never thought would be, into places that you never thought you'd go, into manifestations of his excellence and awesomeness that you never thought you'd have opportunity to be able to live into if you receive that word, believe that word, and operate according to that word. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. We hope you're being blessed finding out about the importance of our response to the word. God's word is true, 
that he's willing and wanting to do everything he wants to do for me and you. That's why he sends us his word, so that he can tell us what he's willing and wanting to do. But it's our response to what his word says to me and you that'll determine whether or not it'll actually happen for me and you. So come on, saints, let's learn to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear this message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all our married people out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and have a better marriage, I got just the thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free, and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folks in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. You'll be so glad you did. Your marriage will never be the same. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.